Welcome to the MyCloud Podcast. I am your host, Sergio Del Amo. I am here today with Ivan López. How are you, Ivan? Hello. I'm very good, Sergio. Thank you. Ivan is close to me. So I was checking today the list of the top 10 committers in MyCloud, and we are far from Spain. So we are, we are doing good, Ivan. <laughs> That's awesome. This is the first episode of the MyCloud Podcast. It's going to be a, a short show that you can consume in your commute that you can consume like uh, every two weeks we plan to publish it and it will be between 15 minutes to half an hour uh, we are going to have several sections the first section is going to be the agenda that uh, you stay up to date about what's coming and events uh, then we are going to do a section called level up the idea here is to highlight you a small class or something in the framework that you may not be aware of Then we are doing a main section where we catch up with a guest. So Ivan is going to talk to us today about the GraalVM, uh, what we are doing to test our GraalVM integration. And the last uh, but not least is going to be, we are going to recap what we have published on the, um, both in the micro blog and in the micro guides. Uh, so with all of that out of the way, let us get started. Uh, what's coming in the 18th of October, uh, I'm going to be teaching a micro deep dive uh, training course, uh, which is offered by the micro Foundation. And that's, uh, I will include a link in the show notes. That's going to be four days, uh, three hours a day. So 12 hour total. And it's going to cover um, anything to get you started on the micro framework. It's going to be a lot of uh, live coding. Um, Yeah, if you are interested in getting up to speed to the to Micronaut or you have members in your team and that you want to uh, to get started with Micronaut, uh, please don't hesitate to register. Also, uh, Micronaut project lead uh, James Clee is gonna is gonna be doing a live uh, talk in a in a live meetup. So now the the meetups are coming live again. Uh, hurrah <laughs> so that's good news I yeah. will include a link in the show notes in case you are in in James um, vicinity I think he's in the Ohio region mm -hmm. I believe yeah that's true and with that out of the way let's go to level up so one class that I want to highlight in this first episode is uh, Yuri Builder which is in the HTTP Dependency. So if you are like using um, an application that you created with the default profile, basically will include Netty, and Netty has a transitive dependency to the micro HTTP server and the HTTP uh, component. Uh, so you're going to get this class, and you will use this class. Uh, for example, I use a lot because uh, often you have to do like redirections in controller you have like to go in this controller you save a user and you want to redirect to the user detail page so that's really convenient because it's essentially a fluid api so you call it like your builder off and then you say contact and then you can say dot path and then you pass the user id and it will take care of the url encoding so and also it takes care of the slashes because always when you are like concatenating paths you never know if the variable that you have has like the trailing slash or so it's really convenient class really a small class and if you are building juries which probably you are because 
who is not building URIs, uh, whether you are like redirecting or using the MicroTHTP client, uh, this could be a, a handy class. For the main section, I am lucky to have uh, Ivan with me today. Um, so Ivan, when you create a Micronaut application, Micronaut is built agnostic. So you can either choose Gradle or Maven. And we have uh, both a Gradle uh, plugin and a Maven plugin. Uh, and they will allow you to generate uh, Gradient native images. And if you can give like a a 10,000 feet uh, overview of what a Gradient native image is. Sure. So basically, um, a Gradient native image is uh, a way, or is a, yeah, it's it's actually a way to convert our, our Java applications. We usually package our applications uh, as a fat jar, so we run them with Java minus jar. Uh, so with a native image, what we do is converting that fat jar into a native executable of your targeting operating system which most of the time, especially for deploying to production, is usually Linux, right? Because we deploy on on Kubernetes or things like that. So so you don't deploy, usually, Windows or, or Mac OS applications directly to production. And the, the advantages of that native image is that it's a small binary and it doesn't have any dependency of the JVM. It's, it's, it's a binary like the one you can create with other languages like, like Go or C, C++. So it starts really, really fast, and the memory consumption is, is way low than, than the uh, equivalent uh, Java application. The downside of uh, GraalVM is that you cannot use typically reflections in your application, or at least you have to whitelist uh, your reflection usages before generating the GraalVM native image, right? Yeah, the, so what, what GraalVM does is, starting for, from your application entry point, which is the main class, uh, at, during during the generation of the native image, it basically analyzes all, all your code, or your reachable code, starting from your main point, and it kind of marks and target that those classes used to be included in the native image. So what happens is that if you are, as you said, if you if your application or not your application, because uh, applications usually don't do that, but frameworks and libraries use those those techniques like. Uh, as you said, uh, reflection, dynamic class loading, uh, bytecode generation, things like that. A few of them are not compatible with GraalVM, and others works like the reflection, but you need to tell GraalVM, please, these classes are going to be used or accessed by reflection, so you need to include them. And the same happens with, for example, your resources. If you have anything on your source main resources uh, directory, that needs to be included in, in, your, final, in your final binary, right? Because you put there your application config, your logback, or any... Or static resources. Exactly. Or flyway, migration, things like that. So you need to tell GraalVM, please also include those files in the native, in the final native binary. So you need to configure that ahead of time to be included. Since Micronaut was released, and I think GraalVM timeline is uh, close to Micronaut, uh, we have seen a lot of uh, attraction between both projects because... Um, one of the things that Micron does is that we generate everything or a lot of things at build time and the framework doesn't use reflection at all. So you essentially can use a framework such as Micron to use like dependency injection, validation, routing, all these things that typically will involve reflection. Uh, we do that without reflection. So in 
Michael and Galvin were from the beginning now a match made in heaven. And we have seen a lot of users using Gravium native images of Micron applications from Micron 1.0, I think. Yeah, that's true. Um, so for those of you that don't remember, we released Micron 1.0 in, back in October 2018. So it's like now we are close to the third anniversary. And, and yeah, by that time, and even, even before that, with, with uh, milestones and release candidates, uh, Micron worked with, with Gravium. So yeah, uh, as you said, Sergio, it's been working for for three years, and we have improved a lot the user experience because at the very beginning, creating a native image was really tricky. Uh, there was a lot of things that users need to do in their own applications, uh, and since then we have improved that a lot. And nowadays, it's just some other. It doesn't matter if you use Gradle or Maven. You just run Gradle W native image or Maven package native Docker or something like that, or native binary, I don't remember the exact command, but that's it. It's all that you need to do. Just do your regular application and, and run uh, a Gradle task or a Maven target, and, and that's it. You will have a, a native image uh, out of the box working for you. We have like two options, right? So, for example, in Galvium, so I can, so I have it, for example, here installed using SDK man, and if I basically download a micro application, as you said, is it's that easy that we can explain it in a podcast. So uh, I can like essentially like do like uh, SDK list Java, see by Java versions, select the the latest version of uh, the Gradium JDK, switch to that, and then just uh, run. I think it's Gradle native image, Gradle WV native image, and that will generate a native image of my application targeted for macOS, right? And the other option is if I don't want to be running the GradVM JDK, right? I can use like essentially generate the GradVM native image inside a Docker image, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a common scenario that people will use to deploy. Yeah, that's. I think that more people, most of the people will will do that because the first thing is that the first advantage is that it doesn't matter which OS you are running, right? As you said, you you run macOS. Uh, but you don't want to deploy that to production. Correct. I, I cannot. Exactly. So building the native image inside Docker allows you to create the native image from from your from your macOS. You don't need to even worry about having any dependency at all because everything. I mean, the only dependency is Docker. But you don't need to install, as you said, the GraalVM with SDK Man or or any other option. And the final result of that will be a a Docker image. So if you are already deploying your applications with Docker or with Kubernetes that you just provide a, a Docker container or a Docker image, it, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't matter if inside that Docker image is uh, is now a, a native image, a binary, or it, it or it is a, a Java application that you run with Java Manager. Yeah, it's just the same thing. You deploy, you push a Docker image to your registry and you deploy the same way uh, as before. I will come back to that because we have published a couple of guides which go along those lines. But um, we said that uh, it's really easy to generate a GraalVM native images both with Maven and with Gradle because we basically like have done the heavy lifting and we have like set up those build plugins to do that for you. You can still, if uh, you are like using a library which uses reflection, you can use our plugins are extensible so that you can provide like a basically provide that reflection configuration 
and generate the, the native image correctly. But the framework is that big. I was yesterday like counting the number of modules that we have, and I think we have almost 40 modules already. So we integrate with many technologies. So we integrate with things such as Ivan was saying before, so database migration tool like Flyway or Liquibase, or things such as Mongo or uh, all the AWS libraries. So what we have done, and I think uh, Ivan can explain, is we have set up, we are constantly testing that Micronaut plays w when you are using Micronaut and one of these third-party technologies, uh, we play well when you generate a native image of your application, right? Yeah, that's true. So this this started because, um, so very close to that 1.0 release of Micronaut, uh, by that time, GraalVM was in release candidate phase. So basically what happened that was that for GraalVM release candidate 5, it worked with Micronaut and everything was, was right. Then the team released GraalVM release candidate 6 and something was broken. So we needed to report that. They needed to fix it and wait for the next release candidate to be to be working, and that happened a few times, right? So um, what we did, what I did was, we needed a, a better way to 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 discover bugs instead of waiting for the final release. So uh, this was back in January 2019. I created, um, I was thinking about how we can we could test this. So what I did was creating um, a very basic CI pipeline. For for testing, as Sergio said, uh, GraalVM compiled from from source code to be able to detect any regression or any issue before the re day release. Uh, so we we were able to report bugs, so they could fix it, and also we were able to discover bugs in in our on our site, and and we were able to fix it. So uh, I started using for that GitLab CI. Uh, but by that time in twenty in January twenty nineteen. Uh, we were using for micro Travis, so uh, we w we moved for to to GitHub Action. I think was uh, before two oh right, Sergio. I think we moved yeah between one point zero and two point zero. I think probably in the middle of of that year. Yeah. So so uh, GitHub Action wasn't a thing uh, by that time, uh, and we couldn't use Travis because uh, Travis had a lot of limits, especially for memory. One of the things that you need to keep in mind for building a native image is that you need a lot of memory. Uh, a typically Hello World basic application with Micronaut takes like 6 to 8 gigabytes of RAM to, to build it. If you don't have that amount of memory, it will take forever because it's going to start swapping or it basically will fail, say, in an out-of-memory exception. So that was a, a hard constraint and Travis wasn't, wasn't allowed that. So I decided to use GitLab CI. I already knew it. Uh, for those of you not familiar with that, GitLab is like an open source competitor of GitHub. And GitLab CI is, is their CI. They, they had this GitLab CI for the last, I don't know, eight years or even more. So it's pretty mature. It's pretty solid. I, I knew well because I used that at my previous company. So what I did was creating a very basic pipeline, as I said. Uh, every... By that time, it was, I think, every hour, we check if there was some new commits in Micronaut Master Branch or GraalVM Master Branch. And if, if that happened, I clone the repo, I build GraalVM from source code. Uh, using that build, I constructed or built a Micronaut basic image of a basic application that I knew it worked. 
and then I started that application and ran some kind of functional test, basically sending curl requests to different endpoints and checking the results. So that was our very basic pipeline back in January 2019. GitLab, uh, you can run like, uh, so we use it on demand, but you can run it on premise. So in your previous company, in Kaleidos, you were like, you were running your own instance of GitLab, right? Yeah, we were running our, our own instance and I was the, the kind of the sysadmin uh, that took care of, of, of GitLab. That's why I, I knew it well and I knew that it will work for, for us here. But here I'm using the, the open source, uh, so basically the, the SaaS version they have, uh, we don't have anything running on-premises for this. Everything is public, so we don't need it. We were lucky enough to have you on the team because, yeah, that experience with GitLab came really handy. H how many functional tests are we running now? How many projects? Because Ivan is like constantly creating projects, like they test like a Micronaut feature with GraalVM, like we'll create like a project which uh, verifies that a leaky base migration works with uh, GraalVM or Micronaut. How, how many of those do we have? So at this moment, so we, we grew up from one single application that's tested with one version of, of GraalVM for JDK 8. And now we have like four or five parallel jobs uh, testing different things. So for example, we are very close to release Micronaut 1.0. So we need to test that Micronaut 1.0 master branch works with GraalVM stable release, uh, with the pre-release because they are going to release one in a couple of weeks, and with master branch. So those are three different jobs. And we also need to test our previous version of Micronaut, which is 3.0. That also works with, in this case, the stable release of, of GraalVM. So at, at, at this moment, we have four parallel jobs. And for every job, we test with JDK, for, for the old versions, we test with JDK 8 and 11, and for the new version of GraalVM, we test with JDK 11 and 17. And for any of those, we have like, I, I think it's like 40, 45, maybe 50 different applications. So um, we have, as you said, uh, for Flyway, for Liquibase, a lot of micro data, uh, JDBC, we tested with all different databases, H2, Oracle, MySQL, MariaDB, and Postgres. The same for JPA, uh, also my, uh, Microsoft SQL Server. Uh, we test, we have for, for different, uh, our different views, we have this module in micro views, which you, you can render server-side uh, views. So we have for handlebars, fine leaf, um, velocity, and I think there are a couple of more. And I think there are also for... MQTT, I'm seeing here in front of me. MQTT, RabbitMQ, CAF. For the security integration. There are, as I said, something like 40. We can include uh, in the show notes the, um, the links to the test applications and, and, and the pipeline. And they are also um, handy because sometimes when, when a user asks on our Twitter channel, I'm trying, I don't know, micro with RabbitMQ and, and the native image doesn't work. So what I always do is we have this application that we know it works. So please take a look at that. Try to compare it with yourself. Maybe you are not using the right dependencies or things like that. And and sometimes it, they, the user said, yeah, it works. It was something that we were missing. And that's it. So it's also like a way to document how this works for, for users. It's also a way to keep Lexbugs coming to the system, <laughs> which is always nice to thing to do when you are like maintaining an open source project. Uh, Ivan is probably one of the top GraalVM Issues reporter, I guess. In the, <laughs> they, they know you well in the in the GraalVM uh, issues. Yeah, I've reported uh, a lot of them. 
um, because we have detected a lot of issues. Sometimes uh, it's our problem. So with, with this with this um, CI pipeline, uh, we also track and discover issues on, on our site in, in Micronaut. Uh, but sometimes the issue is, on, is not on our site, so I've reported a lot of issues. And the nice thing about it is that we always have a test application, which is sometimes is the most complicated thing when you report an issue, right? Is this doesn't work? And and but yeah, we this happened to us all the time when when we receive bugs from bugs report from users. They said it doesn't work. We try with a simple application and it worked. So it's complicated. But for this case, I always have a, a test application that reproduces the problem. So I put an issue report explaining what happened with an application and, and yeah, uh, they know me and they know that I am Ivan from, from the micro team. We've been working with them for a long time and they fixed a lot of issues that I've reported and, and, and they are pretty responsive with, with the community. Yeah, we are in really close. Um, so a bunch of the core development team of Micron is working in Oracle and Gravium is an Oracle Labs technology. So we are like in really close collaboration. So I think it's safe to say that if you want to you want to generate a Gravium native image, Micronaut is probably like the perfect fit for you. I just want to close this, Ivan. I think the recommendation that we will do for you is that if they want to deploy Gravium native images to production, set up your CI pipeline, right? Because as you said, generating a Gravium native image is takes time, create, uh, set up your CI, uh, give it some memory to that particular job because that will give you like essentially like faster Galvium native image generations and also bear in mind a lot of functional tests, right? Because yeah, you have to test this, you have to do like this black box testing when you're working with Galvium because basically you are not missing anything that works with, with native, but it doesn't work when you go and generate a <clears throat> native image. Do you want to add anything else? Yeah, no, just to, to what you said, it's important because the behavior is not the same. Something that works with the JVM, even if you are able to, to build a native image, it doesn't mean that it, it will work. Or, or something works, but then you uh, your execution path is other and, and it fails. So it's important to have uh, those kind of tests. One of the, thing, the things that I wanted to add is that uh, now our, our build, our Micronaut, Gradle, and Maven plugins are, we are in, in, in it's still a work in progress, or we are moving to, to use the official plugins, right? Um, and one of the things that those plugins allows is to test your applications, uh, with, in this case, with, with JUnit 5. So if you are already using that, it, there is a way now with the official plugins to build your native image and test run all your tests, uh, all your JUnit 5 tests with with or against a native image. Our Micronaut Gradle plugin allows something like that, but it's not exactly the same. You can run different tests, but it's the behavior is not it's not like like that one. So this is a really nice approach if you want to start um, introducing GraalVM and you have uh, those tests because it allows you to, to run everything against against that native image, which is really helpful. Yeah, we, we can talk another day about testing uh, if you want. But essentially, just uh, a five-second overview is uh, when you run like uh, when you have like a test which it's annotated with that micro test and nothing else. By default, that will start your server, right? So the idea is that and you can like inject an HTTP client pointing to that particular server. So the idea is that instead of starting a server, 
uh, and point to your client against that server, what you're going to do is you're going to point your client against uh, an ITF image execution, right? Um, but yeah, we come back back to testing because that's a, a topic that we are pretty fan of both. So we will <laughs> come back to that uh, another day. Let me go to thanking the sponsors. So this episode is brought to you thanks to the Michael Foundation and especially thanks to the uh, Michael Foundation sponsors. Uh, so we have so Micronaut, uh, when it was around Micronaut 2, uh, there was the, the creation of a Micronaut Foundation. We'll talk more about the Micronaut Foundation, but essentially uh, it's uh, a foundation that governs uh, Micronaut and essentially it has like a technical advisory board which gives like a high-level overview and recommendation about where the technology should go, and then it has a board of directors. And it basically is funded through sponsorships. Uh, and right now we have two sponsors, which is... Um, we have uh, Object Computing, which is our ambassador sponsor, and then we have recently uh, another sponsor called uh, Safri.net, which is a bronze sponsor. And then we have a bunch of individuals, which I'm not going to take... Uh, the risk of trying to pronounce their names correctly in a podcast. So I will I will leave that for another episode. But uh, thanks to everyone who is supporting the Michael Foundation. Thanks a lot to, to Safri. Welcome to the sponsorship. And thanks a lot to Object Computing, uh, both for sponsoring the Michael Foundation and for paying my salary and Ivan's salary. <laughs> so thanks a lot to both and uh, let us close the podcast with the guides and blog section so this week and this uh, heavily is related to what we discussed with Ivan is uh, we published two guides which show how to publish a Micronaut application to Google Cloud Run and we saw how to publish both um, a Docker image of your application and also a GraalVM native images. Uh, so CloudRun, for those who don't know, is uh, is like a, a managed uh, server platform that uh, Google Cloud offers. And essentially, if you check out the guide, you will see that the process is really, really simple. And actually, if you want to work with GraalVM, CloudRun, I, um, I think it's fair to say that it's a good really good option and essentially you go basically uh, Google has a I think it's called Google Container Registry or something like that where essentially you can like push your the the Docker image of your um, the Docker image which will run your GraalVM native image and then you just tell um, Google Cloud Run just run this image and you will see that uh, the startup time is blazing fast and yeah, and really, really easy to set up. For those new to Micronaut Guides, Micronaut Guides are, um, I think it's fair to say, less than 30 minutes step by step tutorials, which will guide you through one of the Micronaut concepts. And yeah, hope you enjoy the guides. I think we posted also the video of the 2GM. A town hall to GM stands for Groovy Glaze and Micronaut. Uh, so we do like a quarterly, like a kind of an informal community online gathering. Uh, and we had the, that meeting, I think it was last Friday or two Fridays ago. 
Uh, so yeah, make sure to check it out. With that, Ivan, we are close to the half an hour. Do you want to add anything? No, I think that's that's it. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you everyone for listening. I hope you learned something new today. Yeah, thank everyone for listening. Thanks, Ivan, for joining me today, and we see each other in two weeks. Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm.